1: okay hello everyone and welcome to the show so today we have with us katie dean personal trainer and nutrition coach and the founder of rising phoenix fitness and katie has a passion for lifting weights in the gym and showcasing how you can help yourself and your your mind with your physical self and in your mental well-being katie i love that welcome to the show
2: thanks for having me i'm so excited to be here
1: Awesome. Hey, can you expand a bit more on where are you today with, with your business and who do you love to work with?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, where I am today with business, I am all virtual with my clients. So, when I first started my business, um, I was driving around. I was trying to make it as convenient as possible for for clients, right? Like I will take on everyone and anyone that has a breath, you know. <laughs> so, I was driving to you. I was making it as con- trying to make it mm-hmm. as convenient as possible. But I ended up driving like 150 miles a day, getting real burnt out um, from that. And not being able to see as many people as I wanted to during the day, because there's so many, you know, hours (laughs) in a week. So I went from driving to each client to like, hey, we're in the COVID world. We're in the virtual world right now. Like, let's do everything virtual. Like, it's Mm. you can still work out at home. You can still have, you know, the privacy of your own home, but just have me in your pocket, you know? (laughs) So that's why I just switched to virtual, and it's been such a blessing because uh, it's you know, less driving and less like uh, stress for that. So um, that's, yeah, I am uh, strictly virtual and um, I help people find themselves and be more comfortable in their skin through food and Mm. fitness. So it's not necessarily about let's drop 20 pounds or let's start like a keto diet. It's like, what works best for you and your lifestyle? And let's kind of play around with it, you know?
1: Love that. So with, with this sort of transition you had, because I love you, you're brutally honest. I talk to every single client trying to do everything I could, make things easier for them. Oh my gosh, as the entrepreneur coming into building your business, it's so easy. It's stuck in the trap of, but I need this. I'll do whatever it takes. I will work because you know, deep down it's ingrained and you must hustle, hustle, hustle. And we kind of lose that translation of sort of the good hustle into, I'm going to do everything.
0: Mm-hmm. So... <laughs>
1: Um, so from your perspective, it sounds like COVID, as horrendous as it was, had actually been a blessing for you because it kind of forced you into, hey, stop driving, stop doing too much. How can we refine this business to work for you? Mm-hmm. So uh, which I think is a it's a fascinating. I mean, during COVID, my personal trainer, we were one on one personal for a long time. And then COVID happened and we we were doing it on Zoom, and it was kind of weird, but it opened a brave new world. Like, oh my God, this is this could be even better, maybe not every time, but it saves time. It adds more variety to it. So what was it like for you? As you hit that transition, you were forced to stop doing too much and going yeah. to more of a virtual.
2: Yeah, it was actually kind of a blessing because, um, so I, I love powerlifting. That's my own trade, I guess, in the gym. Um, So I taught a lot of Powerlifting to my clients. And of course, that you need that hands on. You need that person there spotting you with the weight. So it kind of worked out because when I first started, it was in person. I taught them all the safeties and how to be careful if I wasn't there. And then now when we do virtual, I can be like, hey, this weight's going to be, you know, kind of heavy for you, ask that person behind you to spot you. So basically I'm like guiding them through it and they're still safe. They're not going to, you know, bail the squat and have to do that awkward bar off the, you know, off your shoulders thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, being able to teach them uh, you know, firsthand in them with in person. And then now, like since we're virtual, they have the tools that they need. And I'm just there guiding them along the way.
1: Oh, fantastic. So who who is it that you you love working with the most what where are they with their, their sort of their life or their career and how does that work well for you or are you still trying to serve every person possible
2: <laughs> you know at first that's a really good question at first I was like yeah I help you know moms that don't have time to work out like that's what I thought my niche was right yeah. and then um, I looked at my client base I'm like no one's a mom. I don't have any moms in my client base. And I was like, no one has kids that I'm serving. So I'm like, all right, uh, what does everyone have in common? I'm like, oh, everyone is anxious about going to the gym. They're anxious about looking at themselves in the mirror. They avoid their reflection when they brush their teeth. Like they're, they are they don't feel comfortable in their skin i was like this is yeah. such a a common thing for unfortunately for people to experience and i felt that way way too long in my life so i want to be able to coach them out of it and give them the tools they need so they can feel comfortable and live their life <laughs> without mm-hmm. you know avoiding their reflection so yeah so that's kind of the common ground we have <laughs> is is that so
1: nice uh, so we... I love, again, honestly with this, that you thought you were going to serve this type of person, sort of blinked, had a look around and said, nope, whatever's happening, whether it's the marketing, the way you're speaking, where you are, there must be a whole host of different factors to this. But so your, your clientele, your avatar, whatever you want to call it, it, was, it wasn't by design, it kind of happened. And then, But did you find, hold on, these are the right people, the right people for me are showing up.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Because it's, it was preaching to, I was, you know, preaching to the choir kind of thing. Like everywhere they were preaching to me, I guess, because we all had the same struggles. Like I I came from the same backgrounds. Unfortunately, I, I grew up as a overweight child and that came with a lot of bullying and a lot of restrictive diets and a lot of listening to society and i have to fit in this little box and like shrink Mm. myself as much as possible and that came with feeling uncomfortable and hating my body and like pinching myself and like you know fix like fixating on certain things that i didn't like about myself because society told me not to like it so in turn it now my clientele is everyone that kind of thinks the same way in one way or another, mm. not that, you know, specifically a hundred percent, but having that kind of self- dislikement (laughs) where they don't like a certain part of themselves or they're taught a certain way that they're supposed to fit in their own little box with their name on it and I'm like no your life is too short for that (laughs) let's break out of that and become your best selves and that means any shape and size that you feel comfortable in so that's my goal anyway (laughs) so
1: I love that and I think that you can bring so much empathy and experience into this it sounds like a very therapeutic process that you bring you have to hold that container for if you said you some people struggle to look at their own reflection even the brushing their teeth or whatever it's like oh my gosh there is something so deep happening there and trigger points can be sort of all over the place so with, with your clients, what do you, what do you find time and time again, you have to help them to work through or overcome so that you can get them to a place where they can really, really excel with, with your coaching and your training.
2: Yeah, it's, it's definitely them talking down lot, like about themselves. Like if I'll, even if I'll ask them like, um, just normal questions. Like, how was your day? How was work? It's always like good, but, and then they always have something negative either to say about themselves or just something that like, you know, they're kicking themselves, um, over that they did or whatever. And, or like, I'll ask them about their goal. Um, and how they're feeling about like their their certain goal or whatever they'll be like oh well I lost you know I lost 15 pounds but I want to lose another 15 or whatever they're always focusing on the negative so it's like all right let's kind of reframe that and say like okay mm-hmm. you lost 15 pounds like if that's your goal to lose weight let's celebrate that like that's not a small feat <laughs> so instead of like thinking and moving the goalposts like right away let's stop and celebrate so it's like if you you know have something down to say about yourself like. I want to, you know, like shape this part of me, like, okay, well, wh- why do you want to shape that part of you? Like, will you make it, will it make you feel better and make your clothes fit better? Or are you just trying to, because, you know, some like Instagram person told you that you had to look that way, you know? So it's just being able to kind of frame it in a way that's positive for them and their life, So
1: Yeah. I think that sort of the negativity bias it's yeah. whether we talk from from a health and yeah you know, a personal perspective or or business oh my gosh this negativity bias is always there mm-hmm. it's so easy to pick on you know what went wrong or what <laughs> didn't go right and I said personally this was a badge of honor for me I used to be a problem solver so I would always look at the negative first so I could solve it and get it better and I thought huh, that this was my this was my skill if I I need to look at these these things, the good things, great, but if I can make the bad things better, that means I'm improving, right? Hmm. However, I I, I realise I missed a whole host of, as you said, celebrations or positivity or just acknowledging, being grateful and appreciate what has happened, um because that can take so much off. So, as you help your your clients to remove that negativity bias and switch to other aspects, does that bring a new sort of energy or a new level of their personality that you can then see or is it how instant is that because i feel it could be quite quite a big thing off the bat
2: yeah it's it's like losing weight it's not going to be overnight it's the same thing with like a positive mentality like all right you told me to work on you know breath work to feel more calm or something like i did it one night like why am i not changed it's like all right i did it once (laughs) for 30
1: seconds and it's not working
2: I did one push up, like, where where is my strength? Like, it's going to take some time. So it's being able to be patient with yourself. So and that's hard to coach, especially when, like, I'm not patient with myself. So it's like, I'm also listening to my own advice, you know? Well, <laughs> well,
1: hold on, is, yeah. is it? Because I think you are perfectly placed to have this, this level of conversation. I mean, when we're talking with, with our clients, especially, you know, the solopreneurs trying to work through their business. It's tough to be able to say, but I wanted this success now. I want to hire now. Mm -hmm. I I thought this would be okay. I tried all these. These people said these hacks would work and I'd be like a gazillion dollars all singing. But I share that because where you're placed is, okay, do a sit up. Have you got a six pack? No. Mm -hmm. Some things things are more rapid, but -hmm. other things do take time. Drink your water. You feel better? Of course you do, great. But you need to build in these muscles. So there's there's trying to work out where's the right thing. So I think with that kind of the balance of these sort of the holistic view of your of the work that you do, mm-hmm. I think you can have those conversations quicker than other people because it's so damn obvious. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. True.
1: <laughs> nice. No, so okay, you have started to build this business, and what was it that made you decide, you know what? Yeah, I'm doing this. I'm going alone. This is what I want to do. What was that? Was it was it a trigger moment? Was it like a, a slow buildup? What was that like?
2: It was a slow buildup for sure. So I was an accountant for a technology firm um before I started my business. And it paid well. It was good. It was a good set schedule. Um mm. and i woke up miserable every day of my life like even on the weekends and i hated working for the weekends um i hated just how i felt in my body and my mind like i was just absolutely miserable um so i was just trying to think like all right what brings me joy what makes me happy (laughs) like what makes me feel like myself you know and that was fitness i every time i wasn't at work i was either with friends or i was at the gym And I'm like, you know what, if I can get paid while being at the gym, then that's a win-win, right? So I started with like group coaching. I got my certifications. I got a lot of uh, experience that way. And then it just, I decided to start the personal training business because I wanted to be more intimate with people and like coaching, like group coaching is great, but you don't get mm-hmm. to know the whys of every individual individual person and see them grow on their own path um, and be their like right-hand man and <laughs> be their cheerleader along the way. So that's what started the business. It was just that.
1: Nice. And, and that personal connection, because mm-hmm. so I think as as a personal trainer, you huh you get to be around people when their barriers are down yes so it's i think you know I, i've heard this with with personal trainers that i've worked with it's so insightful that the stories the the things that you're told in that space is because whether it's just they're feeling slightly better or they're just so tired or whether there's a, a, an emotional tie to fitness and their physical well-being mm-hmm. um you're invited into their world is that That must be beautiful as well as maybe kind of tough sometimes.
2: It is. It could be therapeutic for sure for both people, (laughs) for me and the client. (laughs) Like like I I feel better after a workout session, but sometimes I'm cursing on my coach and it's the same way (laughs) with my clients with me. And they'll tell me that they hate me or they'll tell me that I'm mean, but I'm like, hey, you're paying me and I'm still here. So (laughs) yeah it's it's definitely therapeutic um I I tell my clients a lot that I'm not a licensed therapist but I am a certified personal trainer so you can mm. they like to tell me things that they'll probably be telling their therapist which is fine and I'm like look I can listen but I can't give you any like medical advice or anything
1: so I, I can listen but then you gotta lift that so yeah uh, exactly let's,
2: yeah let's, let's talk let's work sense. this through <laughs> yeah, exactly
1: no, so, so when you when you did start going through this and obviously working with, because you found, okay, I want to work personally with people. This is what I love to do. So you're finding the right things. So it sounds like your business right now is a little bit of by design, a little bit by blind luck. And I would say coincidence. I don't believe in coincidences. I think that these things all drop into place at the right time, but you've been able to find the right thing for you personally to get out of that Um whether it was you know, mild depression, whether it was um, just not enjoying your world and wake up thinking, what the fresh hell, <laughs> there's got to be a better way. Uh-huh. So as, you, as you've done this, I mean, I, I guess it's not been all sort of plain sailing as you've been doing this, because it can be tough being an entrepreneur, especially if you've not done it before. And all these things that you're not told about that, oh my gosh, you mean I've got to do all these other things rather just uh-huh. do the job that I get to do. I've got to do all the marketing, the sales, the admin, the cleaning, all, all the things. Mm-hmm. So what's it been like for you as you've sort of navigated that part of being a business owner?
2: Oh, exhausting. <laughs> it's not exhausting. It's rewarding at the end of the day. And I wake up happy and excited to like get on with the day. But mm. it's exhausting. It's um, It's just me. I can't delegate my... <laughs> From my uh, marketing to, you know, my marketing director, I am the marketing director, I, I promoted myself, I guess, but no, so it's like, it's a lot, it's a lot of teaching myself. Um, How to automate my emails, my sales sequence. How to um, automate like my uh, Instagram posts, and what should I say this time? And like, did I already make this point? And so it's just, it's a lot of questioning myself, but then giving myself the answers and making myself confident as time goes on, Um, Mm. because. Yeah, it's um, a lot of impo- uh, imposter syndrome. And like, am I are people really listening to me? Um, am I really touching the people that I want to? Um, and is the message that I want to get across getting across <laughs> as opposed to like, they taking it the wrong way. So um, yeah, it's a lot of crash and burn, but then picking myself back up and learning from it because that's life. Life isn't perfect. <laughs> so if it was, it'd be boring for everyone um yeah so it's exhausting but definitely rewarding that's for sure
1: (laughs) what would you say has been what was the biggest bit of advice that maybe you could give your your past self knowing what you know now Mm. what would have helped make the difference for you at that time as you were first finding your feet
2: oh that's a really good question definitely not give up on yourself um to continue to not give up on yourself because if i did then this what this wouldn't be happening right now um yeah definitely keep that that positive mindset and to not listen to the haters not listen to the like the critics like that want to see you fail um yeah i just being able well, hold, to on, let's,
1: yeah let's, let's just double tap on that for a minute because i think that's this has come up a number of times recently mm-hmm. um For in podcasts and also with some of our clients working their way through this haters. Mm -hmm. Now, what's your experience been like as you put yourself out there? You're trying to write these email sequences, you're trying to get on social media, trying to be seen because everyone says you've got to be on all the stuff all the time. And it's a lot for one person. Mm -hmm. And once you do that, that's only one half of it. Then there's is it working? Is it bringing in the right people, the right conversations? Is it bringing in prospects and clients? Mm -hmm. And it also brings in these damn idiots who have nothing better to do than take things the wrong way. What's your experience been like for, with, with that side?
2: Mm, that's a really good question. Um, and something that I haven't really uh, dove into for a while. So I talked to, I guess or talked about. Um, yeah. So when I first started um, my personal training business, I, I had a lot of people, um, Not really. It's Of course, people that weren't friends. (laughs) Let's just say that. Um, People that I knew that kind of didn't want to see me succeed. And um, Mm -hmm. it was just hard to kind of go past that. (laughs) I'll just leave it at that. Sorry. But um, yeah, it's just... being able to believe in in myself and not believe them because at one point I held them on a, on a high pedestal and listened to, you know, their, their words, like it was gold. And then, Mm. you know, life happens. And then I'm like, okay, well now they want to see me, you know, crash and burn. And that's not, that's not the best. (laughs) So um, being able to kind of go over that and, or move past that, I should say. Um, And Make myself bloom in any way possible. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, I think the one thing you mentioned there is mm-hmm. people that you you knew. Maybe we call it a past life now. Maybe the people that weren't really good friends. I mean, entrepreneur. We we've seen so many different stories about this. There's there are those people who are closest to you that don't quite understand. Mm-hmm. There are those that maybe on this journey and whatever journey you're on in life, there are people that don't come with you, and mm-hmm. sometimes it can be a shame. But there is a natural transition. and then there's people that you don't fucking know that start to say things, do things. And that one comment. I remember one of our clients,, um, yeah, once she got some negative um, comments on you know, Facebook or Instagram or wherever it was, these, yeah, you know, there's a sea of good ones, but it's one negative that can have such an impact. And it's crazy. Again, we come back to um, you know, negativity bias. Mm-hmm. That one can make you stop. Oh my gosh! Is anyone else seeing this? Does anyone else think this? What are people going to think? And as a solopreneur building a business, it can be tough. Mm-hmm. So there's are so many so different angles of what we call the haters. You know? <laughs> yeah, It's also trying to again, like you with your clients, reframe that to: mm-hmm. Are these things really being said? Are they really? Because we can. Oh, we can misinterpret so much. Mm-hmm. So there's such a. a a lot going on there but i think to hold space for what you're doing look at your passion mm-hmm. look at the impact that you are having mm-hmm. there's a level of immunity that i think we all need to go through and there's going to be chinks in the armor yeah so have, have you has it been a case that you've learned how to protect yourself or have you started to be able to sort of release and take it and it doesn't affect you anymore where what's been the biggest thing for you
2: that's a really good question. It's kind of a combination of both. It's kind of a combination of setting my own boundaries so I don't have to deal with the shit. <laughs> yeah. And also being able to deal with it and not internalize it because you don't yeah. want to make it about you. Like it's really, when people have hateful things to say about you, it's about them. It's a reflection of who they are. So, all right, you can have your little show if you want, if you're, you know, being a hater or whatever. But really at the end of the day, it's it shouldn't, make you feel like that's who you are as a person <laughs> like um, being on the receiving end I mean so yeah it's kind of a combination of both like there's some dents in the armor for sure but it's also at the end of the day being able to sleep peacefully with yourself because you're left with you at the end of the day so
1: yeah I love the way you drop that in I mean one aspect one principle is it says everything about them it says nothing about you mm-hmm. that's but logically We all get that. I mean, you've probably heard of so many times of different um, inspirational things and other books or mentors or whatever. This is being said an awful lot, and it's true. So logically, we get it, but fuck. (laughs) Emotionally, (laughs) emotionally, it's a different kettle of fish when it's actually happening to you because your brain starts to fire off all these threats, messages, and what's it going to do? And it can be volatile. I mean, social media platforms, it can take one idiot to get you either closed down have a knock-on effect there is so much to it that mm-hmm. I think non-business owners don't quite understand the environment so mm-hmm. I think my point there is logically understanding it's one thing but actually putting it into action actually actually feeling it now there's that's a whole new level
2: yeah. <laughs> right exactly exactly right
1: so with, with now I mean we were we were chatting away offline, um, and you know burnout is a massive thing that's that you're helping your clients to work through. But we both know as a entrepreneur, it's you're always sort of facing that. You're always going towards that, unless you're managing your business or yourself in a slightly different way. So, what's it like for you as you as you help your clients, you know, mentally and physically through anxiety? burnout and stress and confidence Mm -hmm. in themselves yeah and whilst you're still working on that with yourself as you get to that next level as you find your feet as as the entrepreneur
2: yeah yeah, I it's funny because I'm working on a masterclass right now for my audience called Breakout, or Breaking the Burnout Cycle. And as I'm making this masterclass and like recording and taking notes and everything, I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, I'm so burnt out right now. <laughs> like, it's so ironic. And why am I not listening to my own advice? <laughs> so I'm like going through the masterclass. I'm like, what tips did I put in here to avoid the burnout? Because right now I'm burnt out. Like, yeah, what do
1: this. I need right now? You're speaking to yourself.
2: Need? Yeah, exactly. So really, it's just a project, like a very personal project, as opposed to like, I'm not going to sell it anymore. It's just for me. No, but um, yeah, so being able to because when you're so stressed, that that hormone that cortisol hormone really goes through your body and affects with weight loss and stuff too so if you have that as your goal you're going to gain that weight and continue to gain that weight if you're so stressed out about losing weight or stressed out in general so yeah my own experience with burnout um and understanding my own uh, signals, <laughs> like though my own red flags, like to the point where my partner, he's like, I think I think you're burnt out. I think you need some time off. I was like, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> so I took off a week uh, for this upcoming month. So hopefully I get some some time to decompress. But yeah, being able to kind of handle that to the point that it doesn't crash and burn to the point where I yeah. can still stop myself, be like, all right, what do I need to do in the moment? To kind of gather myself so I can be my best self for my clients, because that at the end of the day is what I want to be doing for my business—is helping the clients. And if I can't help them, then there's no business. So, yeah,
1: yeah, and that level of authenticity there, which you could argue, you know, also idiots could argue, but you're doing this, so you shouldn't be feeling this. How how can you get to that point? Again, as we go through different levels of our business, different challenges, we're an emotional physical being it's always going to, to happen once you see those red flags for you and notice them hmm. it's beautiful that you can have this sort of personal work that actually impacts you so you are going to be your own best case study hmm. yeah that is something that's beautiful i mean I, I resonate with that completely i mean we you know literally a couple of months ago when we first started this podcast oh my gosh i had to take some time to pause and stop because we were trying so hard doing different things alongside our coaching, the group, the one-on-ones, launching a podcast, having the interviews, getting it all out there, doing you know, four kids, two dogs, all, oh all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Balancing these, and you started to realize, oh, I was letting myself go. I was not doing the things that I knew would, would put back in. I wasn't following the Unforgettable yourself system that we fucking wrote. Right. <laughs> we created.
2: Yeah.
1: And it was a beautiful moment of, okay time to rein it back in time to follow what what it is we do and with a little another level of understanding and empathy so it was a i love sharing these stories as as vulnerable as it can be (laughs) it's it's kind of part and parcel of it so once you've got your master class done what's what's the next step for you what what are you looking towards as as we get towards maybe the end of this year?
2: That's a good question. I like that. Yeah. Being able to work on myself more and my clients, because it's funny because this masterclass is so personal to me (laughs) because I'm right now dealing with it with burnout so it's like it's therapeutic to me and then hopefully therapeutic to the to my audience and my community um yeah I just I want to build like a fitness empire like virtually you know I want to be able to help people not just with growing muscles losing weight it's with you know growing that mental strength too and so the extent of my ability with my my certifications. Again, not a licensed mm. psychiatrist in any means, <laughs> but I do have my fair share of experience of anxiety and depression, especially when it comes to working out. So I want to be able to help clients um get through that. So that's kind of my goal for 2023.
1: <laughs> Sweet. So you're not messing around. It's gonna be an empire. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done. <laughs> Sorted. Done. Yes. <laughs> what's your route through to that because as a as a solopreneur it's you know we get we get a va we get the first couple of employees oh my gosh and that's like the hardest part to let go and have people do things in maybe a slightly different way or maybe not as good as we can do it what do you see on the horizon that is that you know is going to be fundamental to your business but shit it's a little bit terrifying from this place
2: yeah. It's terrifying. Absolutely. I would love to have my own BA or my own team, like, you know, but, yeah. and being able to, because that's going to, I know it's going to be a challenge for myself to exactly what you said, let go. And they're going to make mistakes. And because we're all people, I've made mistakes so many yeah. for this, in this business, but you grow from it. So we're all human. We're going to, you know, it's not going to be perfect. So I, it's going to be, um, a battle for me and something for me to kind of overcome uh Mm. is to giving that control away to be completely honest with you um yeah and giving that control away to someone that i know and trust can make it better and make my life better and make my life um easier to the point that i can do what i want to do which is help people i don't want to stay in my Mm. office for nine hours a day i want to be out you know like virtually helping people (laughs) so yeah yeah so
1: what's beneath that what what is the thing that's where is that fear coming from or what's the desire what is it that's that's you we all say sort of top level that's gonna be tough to let go what you know what what's behind that for you personally
2: yeah making it like becoming that failure in people's eyes like um I'm such a perfectionist in that way where I want everything to be done a certain way or else it's going to crash and burn. Like, no, it's not, that's not necessarily true. You can have it go with someone else and have them take control of the marketing or the social media or whatever, yeah. and it might succeed. And then what, you know, so it's just, it's that fear of, of failing that fear of my inner critic <laughs> coming out and, you know, everything I tell myself negatively, I don't want that to, to become true does that make sense <laughs> so yeah so, the, so the, yeah. the
1: fear of failure is yeah. it, it almost promotes you to be doing more taking more mm-hmm. control it's holding on a bit too tight it's trying to make sure that everything is is kind of perfect it's, mm-hmm. so that you can see the the knock-on effect of what this belief this fear can actually add in terms of the actions that you take and then whether that actually reinforces the belief of oh shit i need to hold it even tighter because <laughs> i even did this and it didn't go well it further fuels that oh my gosh it's sneaky isn't it
2: yeah it is <laughs> it is
1: awesome hey katie thank you so much for sharing not only behind the scenes for you but also you know, your business as you've grown it and, and what you do and how you help um the people coming through your programs um thank you so much for being with us
2: absolutely thank you so much for having me mark appreciate it
1: so so welcome look if people want to find out more about you and the amazing work that you do where can they find you
2: Yeah. So my website is probably the best bet, uh, risingphoenixfitness.com. And then uh, on Instagram, risingphoenixfitness, LLC. That's me.
1: Awesome stuff. Well, everyone, if you're curious, go check it out. I think there's a a free three-week step up as well.
2: Yes. Yeah. Step it up. That's, um, my three week program. It's, um, it's amazing if you had taken like a hiatus from fitness or don't know what to do in the gym or, you know, in the comfort of your living room, I have it pre-programmed. It's only three weeks and it's, yeah, it's programmed for you. So.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. Well, wherever you are in the notes somewhere, it'll be down there. Go check it out. But, uh, yeah, Katie, thank you so much for today. It's been, it's been a lot of fun.
2: It's been a blast. <laughs>